0: وَلَئِنْ and surely if أَذَقْنَاهُ We make him taste. We let him taste. Rahmatan minna A mercy from us. And the fact is that every good thing is from who? From Allah. It is Allah's mercy on us. مِنْ بَعْدِ After some adversity that مَسَّتْهُ that had touched him. Meaning a person was afflicted with some adversity from some hardship. And then what happened? After that hardship came... Relief came mercy from Allah. And this always happens. Always. Because no difficulty is permanent in this life. No hardship is permanent. You know, even when you have extreme pain, eventually there is pain relief. Right? You know, either your pain tolerance level goes up or you just get used to it, you get numb to the pain. Right? Or some medication somehow works. Right? There is always relief after hardship. In fact, إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ Yusra, With the hardship is also ease. So after hardship is definitely ease. Meaning every episode of hardship eventually comes to an end in this life. It is followed by some ease. The night is followed by the day. And when this happens in a person's life, Typically, what happens? Surely he will definitely say, it. meaning that person says, "Haddali, this is for me." Meaning I deserve it. I deserve it. I'm worthy of it. Of course, this was supposed to happen to me. Meaning he doesn't recognize it as Allah's favor. He thinks he got it because of who he is, because he's deserving of it, and you know the sense of entitlement. And it's amazing how we really live with this sense of entitlement. You know, it's like we demand that we have something or we get something in our lives. Why? Because I'm a human being and I deserve it. No. Who are we? Fakir. We are needy. So everything we have is not because we deserve it, but because Allah was generous towards us and He gave it to us. So take it as a gift. Look at it as a bestowal, not something that you have acquired yourself. سَلَيَقُولَنَّ so, هَذَا لِي And then he says, and not أَغُنُّ sa'ata. I think that the hour is قَائِمَةً one to be established. I don't think the hour is gonna come. I don't think there's any hereafter. Meaning the more freedom he has, the more he begins to reject Allah. Wala in and surely if. He says that if Ruji'atu ila Rabbi, I am returned to my Lord, if there is a hereafter and I go back to Allah, then in indeed for me, in the who with him will be lal husna. Surely the most excellent. Meaning reward. So he says, I don't think there's a hereafter. And even if he doesn't verbally say it, sometimes he thinks like that in his heart. And then he satisfies himself by saying, that you know what, if there is a hereafter, then I'm all good, I'm all set. Why? Because if I deserve it here, I deserve good here, then I will deserve good even more in the hereafter. Because you know, I'm such a good person. I'm so generous, I'm so kind, I'm so this, I'm so that. Each person thinks very highly of himself. So here, this typical attitude within people is mentioned, that how with the blessings of Allah, majority of the people, they forget Allah. By receiving the gifts of Allah, what happens? They begin to forget Allah. Like, مَا غَرَّكَ بِرَبِّكَ الْكَرِيمِ Oh man, what is it that has deceived you concerning your Lord who is the most generous? So, some of us, they say that it's the generosity of Allah. It's the generosity of Allah. Because of which people, they forget the giver. You know, this is similar to how children, when they keep receiving things from their parents, they think they deserve it. Isn't it? They start living with the sense of entitlement. And if they don't get that ice cream cone when they want it, a huge tantrum. You understand? A huge tantrum. So, وَلَا رُجِعْتُ إِلَىٰ رَبِّي إِنَّ لِي عِنْدَهُ And in particular, he thinks like this. Why? Because He says, I've lived such a difficult life. I've endured so much in my life. In the hereafter, certainly I will have a lot of reward. Allah says, فَلَنُنَبِّئَنَّ Surely we will definitely inform الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who deny بِمَا عَمِلُوا Of what they have done. وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ And we shall definitely, surely make them taste مِنْ عَذَابٍ غَلِيظٍ Of a massive punishment. This kind of attitude is kufr. It's denial of Allah. This is not gratitude. And this denial will bring consequences. We see that from hadith, from the Qur'an, we learn that the believer is patient in difficulty and he is grateful in ease. Meaning at times of ease, he is grateful, he remembers Allah. And at times of difficulty, he is patient. We see that consistency in a believer's life. And that consistency is istiqamah. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَا اللَّهُ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا that my Lord is Allah, and now they're firm on this belief. Then come as it may, whether life is good or tough, whether they get what they want, or they don't get what they want, their faith in Allah is not shaken because of the things that happen in life. Why? Because, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ Allah, رَبُّنَ اللَّهُ This is a principle in life. So they live by this principle. You know, I was reading this article the other day that what guides your life? Is it principles, trends, or fads? What guides your life? Principles are what? Rules that you live by. It's faith. And that doesn't change with the passage of time. That should not change with the change in situation, in circumstances. That must be consistent. Right? Trends and fads, how are they? Temporary. They come and go. Obedience to Allah should never be a trend or a fad. Obedience to Allah is a principle in life. This is istiqamah. Many times it happens that we start doing a particular good deed. Why? Because it's a trend. Everybody's doing it. And then what happens? We stop because why? Everybody's stopping it. Nobody's doing it anymore. Why did we start it? And why are we discontinuing it? We need to be really honest and blunt with ourselves. You know, forget about all this politeness with yourself. Be tough with yourself. Hold yourself accountable. Be harsh with yourself if you must. Because this nafs is very difficult to control. A wild beast is still easy to tame, but the nafs is more difficult to tame. So we need to ask ourselves that if I am doing something in obedience to Allah, is this just a phase? Is this just a fad? Is it just a trend? What is it? It must be a principle in my life that I will abide by, no matter where I am, what's going on, whether I'm at school or at home. That doesn't matter. So, a believer in his life he is consistent. This is istiqama. In difficulty, he does not despair and in ease he does not forget his lord so his obedience is also consistent in all states and in all circumstances what's his motto rabbi allah my lord is allah but typically people lack istiqama they lack istiqama they lack this determination why because we get affected by our circumstances and yes they do affect us but For the person who remembers, my Lord is Allah, whether the winds are harsh or gentle, then his actions will not change. Because he's doing what he's doing, she's doing what she's doing. Why? Because of Allah. And Allah is al-hayyul qayyum. You understand? He was always there, is there, and always will be there. His attributes are eternal. His hikmah, his knowledge, his right to be obeyed is eternal. So I am doing what I'm doing with consistency because of Allah, not because of what is around me or who is around me. Wa Ida and when anamna, we bestow favor, Insan upon man. What happens? أَعْرَضَ he turns away. Amazing. Allah showed favor and he turned away. Wana'ah. And he distanced he with his side allah showed favor to him and this person turned away showing disregard not giving thanks A'raba meaning he didn't even give thanks and then when he didn't give thanks what happened na bijanibi na nun hamza ya nai and what does nai mean to keep away anhu they stop others from the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and they also keep away from him yanowna all right so na'i is to keep away and in particular this is to keep away from someone or something out of pride so na'a bi janibihi janib side meaning he moved his side away in other words he grew distant from allah that blessing That gift Allah gave was in fact an opportunity for the servant to draw closer to Allah. But when the servant was not grateful to Allah because he did not realize that the gift was from Allah, he did not recognize the giver, what happened? He became distant from Allah. And this is something that we experience with people also. That when we don't communicate with someone, then we become distant from them. When we don't thank someone, there's this awkward distance between us and them. And that distance only grows bigger and bigger as time goes on. Isn't it? Gratitude, what does that bring? Closeness. Appreciation, what does that bring? Closeness between people. And just being silent, not saying anything, not acknowledging someone's efforts, and not thanking them for their favor and help, this is something that creates distance between people. So if this is the reality between people, what do you think will happen to a servant who is dependent on his Lord and when his Lord gives him a gift, he doesn't thank him. What's going to happen? Naabijani بِجَانِبِهِ He grows distant from Allah. وَإِذَا and when masahu sharru Evil touches him. fadhu. Then he is possessor of meaning one who is dua in arid one who is making dua dua prayer supplication that is arid long long supplications arid ain ra ard ard is basically used for the width of something right so arid prolonged very very extensive supplications he makes to Allah. Amazing. You see the the contrast over here. Gifts, he moves away from Allah. Difficulty, he keeps making dua. More and more and more dua. Otherwise, he doesn't remember Allah. Allah just gave him a gift. He didn't thank him. But when he was struck by some difficulty, then he starts making dua. So then why should such a person be heard? Why should such a person be heard? Because sometimes we wonder... Why are my du'as not answered? I've been making du'a, I made du'a for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I don't see any effect of that. Well, think about what you were doing before those 15 minutes. What were you doing? Enjoying Allah's blessings every moment. But how frequently did you remember Him and thank Him? The Prophet ﷺ said, whoever wishes that Allah should respond to him during hardship and grief, then let him supplicate plentifully when at ease. Meaning when the person is in good times, he should still ask Allah plentifully. Why? Because, وَقَالَ Rabbu دُعُونِي Your Lord has said, call upon me, not just when you are struck by some hardship, but even at times of ease. And you know what? Practice this. Make it a habit. Every single day, ask Allah for a tangible thing. Alright? Because generally when we make dua, we say, oh Allah, give me sincerity. Give me Qalb Salim Very good. Give me good akhlaq. Excellent du'as. Alright? Excellent du'as. But ask Allah for something tangible. Tangible. Like for example, you have to do 30 pages of reading. Alright? And the font size is like maybe 9 or 10. Alright? And it's a lot of reading. And it's intensive and extensive. A lot of reading. And you're getting worried that how am I supposed to get this done? How? It's difficult. And especially when you're in such a big time crunch... How are you meant to get that done? So what happens? We start freaking out and we start snapping at everybody and we start rushing through our prayers. No. Stop and ask Allah. Ask Allah. You know, ask Him for this tangible thing that, oh Allah, help me complete my readings with comprehension and retention. Right? Ask Allah. You have to get a lot of cleaning done, you have to get a lot of laundry done, you have to get a lot of folding done, whatever it is that you're going through in your life. You have an exam, anything. Ask Allah for something tangible every day and believe me, you will notice a difference between, you know, your present relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your previous. You will see an improvement. So, وَإِذَا أَنْعَمْنَا عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ أَعْرَضَ وَنَآى جانبه وَإِذَا مَسَّهُ الشر فَذُو دُعَاءٍ عَرِيضٍ What's the lesson over here then? All of these verses, what are they teaching us? Rectify your relationship with your Creator. How are you behaving toward Him? At the beginning of the surah, what did we learn? The call of the prophets was that, oh people, فَاسْتَقِيمُوا إِلَيْهِ right? fastaqimu ilahi. make your goal your ultimate goal allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set yourselves right fix yourselves correct yourselves and be firm in obedience to allah so check yourself fastaqimu qul ara'aytum say have you considered in kana min if it is really from allah Meaning the Quran is really from Allah, ثُمَّ كَفَرْتُمْ بِهِ And then you have denied it, then man who is adَلُّ, more astray, than the person who, huwa he is fi in extreme dissension. Shiqaq, dissension, alright? Basically it's when someone has split away and is on the other side, and and imba'eed far on the other side, in opposition to the truth. So if the Quran is really from Allah, and it is in fact, And you're denying, then who's at a loss? You're suffering. So all people wake up. Sanurihim. We will show them. Ayatina, our signs. We will show them our signs. What signs? That will lead to the truthfulness of the Quran and the Messenger. And these signs we will show them fil afaq. In the afaq. Afaq, plural of of the word ufuq. Hamza faqaf. And what does ufuq mean? Two meanings. One is distant land. Distant land. And the other is horizon. Because when you look at the sky before you, not above you, but in front of you, then right beneath it is distant land. Land that is distant. Okay? So, fil afaq, we will show them our signs in the distant lands, remote regions. And what is this referring to? Remember, this is a Makki surah. And this is predicting future victories of far-off places. And that is what happened even in the life of the Prophet ﷺ. The Arabs could have never imagined that they would go to war with the Romans. They could never have imagined. But what happened? Even in the life of the Prophet ﷺ, there was a battle, the Battle of Mu'tah. Right? And then, before the Prophet ﷺ passed away, in fact, at the time that the Prophet ﷺ passed away, the army was ready all right, to go and fight the Romans. And remember that the Prophet ﷺ also went to the battle of Tabuk, expedition of Tabuk. All right? So this is referring to future victories all right, of distant lands. Allah says, "Sanurihim, We will show them. We will make this happen. And did it happen? Yes, it did. Another meaning of fil-afaq is ayatul-sama'. Signs, miracles in the sky. Okay? Meaning, things that people will see, that they will witness, that they will learn about the sky, or in the sky, that will all point to the truthfulness of the Quran. The truthfulness of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sama Yes. Allahu A'lam. Actually, because these are somewhat early Makki surahs, alright, and the moon was split in the late Makkan era, Allahu A'lam, but if that is the case, that the surah was revealed before the miracle of the moon split, then that is definitely within this category. Alright? And another meaning of fil afaq, the third meaning is future events. Alright? Fusi him, And also within themselves. Signs within themselves. Meaning in their own bodies, in their own lives. They will experience things that will point to them the truthfulness of the Qur'an, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In their own bodies, they will experience things. In their own lives, they will experience situations and circumstances that will bring them back to Allah. Fusi him. Can also be understood as, in contrast to the first ayatul sama', so here it would be ayatul ard. Signs, miracles within the earth. That will all prove, حتى يتبين, until it will become clear, Lahum to them, that annahul الْحَقْ indeed it is the truth. What is the truth? The Qur'an is true, the Prophet is true, Allah's message is true, Allah is true. But, regardless of all these signs, Allah says, Awalam yakfi, is it not sufficient? Is it not enough? Birabbika, your Lord, annahu, that indeed He is ala kulli shayin shaheed over all things a witness? Meaning whether they see these signs or not, isn't the truth evident to them? Are they really going to wait and see all these signs so that they can believe? Are they really gonna wait? Because is it not sufficient that your Lord is a witness over everything? And if your Lord is saying that the Messenger is true, the Qur'an is true, isn't that enough? So what do we see in this ayah? That the Qur'an is a miracle for all people in every era guiding to the truth. That over and over again, Allah will show miracles near and far within people's lives in tangible ways as well as intangible ways. Allah will show various signs That will all lead people back to who? To Allah. And it's amazing. No matter how far people go away from religion, in general, what happens? Every now and then they realize, we gotta go back. We gotta go back. Isn't it? It's amazing. And not just religion in general, but going back to who? A higher being. Right? Lord, the creator of the universe. So these are things that will come repeatedly over and over again. I was taking this class once of religion and pop culture. right? And the first time I read the description, I was like, religion and pop culture? What's the connection? You understand? Because pop culture, I mean, it's meant to be pop culture. right? You wouldn't think that there is any connection between the two. But it's amazing how much connection there is that even though people are moving away from religion as much as they want, as far as they can possibly go, but religion still has an effect on their lives. Still. It's a part of their lives. And you'd be amazed. All of these movies and things that people watch and read, novels and whatnot, even the typical TV series, like for example, The Simpsons. There are so many references to religion. right? Chronicles of Narnia. Right? People read, watched, over and over. So many references to religion. The point here is, I'm not saying that their version of religion is good. The point here is that no matter how much people think that they are in no need of religion, because we have better science, we are more developed, we have cleaner water, right? We have more luxurious lives, we are in no need of religion or God. No they will realize over and over again that annahu al-haq. They have to go back to Allah. They have to refer to Allah.
1: Towards a society. So because those, your religion is your belief and your value, that's why it's so integrated in everything we do in our society, even though we don't realize it. Like let's take the art of our history for example, like Byzantine art or something.
0: Their religion is shown in their artwork even. So it's interesting how it goes. That it's something that people can never cut themselves off from.
2: Yes. as alaykum. Yesterday I met a young girl who wanted to become a Muslim. And I usually like to ask them what made them, you know, come to this decision. Mm-hmm. So she was telling me she was in the library and she just came across a copy of the Quran. And I was amazed that she hasn't taken the Shahada yet, but she read so much. That when I was telling her, like another girl was saying about how she's going through so much difficulty, and I, was, and I was trying to tell them that, you know, when you say that you believe you will be tested, and I said there's a ayah in Surah an And when I was looking at the index, she pointed out the spider right away. And that made me realize that this girl has read the Quran so much. SubhanAllah. And her face was just kind of glowing with excitement and she really, she wanted to know more, she wanted me to tell more and you know like, I'm just amazed that how despite their lifestyle, how they get attracted to the Quran, mashallah. And even in, you know, our lives, for
0: example, we live a few years full of comfort, no problems, no challenges, nothing. Right? Everything's good. There's good money, family situation is good, no one got seriously ill, there was no disaster, nothing, everything's good. But then what happens? Fi and him. Something happens. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody falls ill, right? Or you go through a very difficult phase in your life. Somebody loses their job. I mean, these circumstances, when they shake us, what do they teach us? Your Lord is Allah. Don't forget him just because you've got the money and the phone and the bag and the shoes and the whatever don't forget your lord so these tests these trials these difficulties in our lives whether they're tangible or intangible or in you know in world politics or in you know somewhere far from home or or close to home wherever what do they teach us every trial teaches us that you are a servant to a Lord who is your master. So don't forget him. Allah, Unquestionably Innahum, Indeed they مiryatin, They are in doubt. ربيهم, concerning the meeting with their Lord. مِرْيَة مِرْيَة is used for a doubt about some clear reality. Meaning, you shouldn't be in doubt about that matter. It doesn't make sense that you're doubtful about it. You know what I mean? Like there are some things about which, you know, there have been a lot of discussions, a lot of research, and now it's understood. Right? Like for example, if you say that I'm very anti-vaccines, All right. a doctor and a nurse will look at you like, seriously? I thought we were over this. Right? This was a discussion that happened some years ago, but we're over this. It's a law. You have to get these vaccines. Don't get me wrong, I'm not taking sides over here. I'm just giving you an example. Alright? Yes? Yeah, there are people who deny that global warming is happening. So it doesn't make sense to doubt about these matters because they are a reality. So, Allah <laughs> إِنَّهُمْ فِي مِرْيَةٍ مِنْ لِقَاءِ The problem is, that they don't think that they're going to meet their Lord. They're in doubt about it. And the fact is, they should not be in doubt about it. Because who is that person who has avoided death? No person has. Allah, Unquestionably Innahu, Indeed He بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ محيط, With everything He is encompassing. Meaning He has encompassed all things with His knowledge and with His power. So, no one is free from the grasp of Allah. No one can escape the plan of Allah. So if people do not believe in Allah, or they deny the hour, then where can they run? Where can they escape? What will they do? So a person's well-being and safety is in what? Believing in Allah and surrendering to Him. Saying, rabbuna Allah," And then, ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا Anything you'd like to share? Yes
2: as alaykum. I was just thinking about how you said that we always come back to religion. And I was thinking about how our government system is based on what Umar radiallahu anhu did during his Khalifa. For example, like every month, the mother, she receives a payment for each child who's under 18. And that's what Umar anhu did during yes. his Khalifa.
0: He initiated the welfare system. So over and over again, in different ways, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show to people that you cannot free yourself of your dependence on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You need Him, you need His law, your life will prove it to you. The circumstances in your life will constantly prove to you that you need Allah. Let's listen
1: to the recitation. <laughs> لا يَقُولَنَّ هَذَا لِي وَمَا أَظُنُّ السَّاعَةَ قَائِمَةً وَلَئِن رُّجِعْتُ إِلَى رَبِّي إِنَّ لِي عِندَهُ لَلْحُسْنَى فَلَنُنَبِّئَنَّ من الذين كفوا بما عملوا ولنذيقنهم من عذاب غليظ وإذا أنعمنا على الإنسان أعرض ونا بجانبه وإذا مسه الشر فذ دعاء عريٌ قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِنْ كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ كَفَرْتُمْ بِهِ مَنْ مِمَّنْ هُوَ فِي شِقَاقٍ بَعِيدٌ سَنُرِيهِمْ آيَاتِنَا فِي الْآفَاقِ وَفِي I am لَهُم one who is the one who is the in بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ مُحِيطٌ
0: the book of the book of the book of the book of the book of